over contributing to the TSP on today's Fed Pilot. Welcome to Fed Pilot, where we help make federal retirement benefits understandable for humans like you. Okay. <laughs> TSP over Wait, wait. Over contributing to the TSP. That's a real thing and people don't even realize it. They don't. And you know, it's so crazy to me that I see this more often um, than not because you know, for the higher earners, obviously, right. sometimes um, lower earners will do it too. If their spouse may be having a majority of the income coming in and they're sure. just trying to save up or whatever. But this is a major problem because I don't think people really understand the consequences to, to over contributing. But I also think that they don't understand the consequences to not contributing enough either. And right. so uh, I really want to dive into what what are the contributions to the TSP that are are necessary? What should that look like for for a person who wants to maximize it? But what does it also look like to at least get the minimum? Because I think there is kind of a, a happy medium, if you will. And maybe the TSP isn't your only source of retirement income. But if this how do we take advantage of maximize the best part of this benefit but also making sure that we're not losing part of the benefit as well it's that fine line how do you walk that just right so i've got two quick stories one okay. guy that i met i don't even remember where it was but uh in one of our workshops he said that he hadn't done anything to his tsp nothing at all he at the time was getting, I think, 1% and he showed us our, his TSP balance and it was, it was nothing. He had left it at 1% and just kept it there his whole career and didn't do anything to it. And as we went through the workshop, he started realizing, oh, shoot, I made a, a huge mistake a long time ago and I can't fix that now. That's nothing. And then on the other side. I met this woman who was in Austin, Texas. Her husband was with her and we started getting into over contributing, which we haven't defined yet. We will get to that, but we got to the point. And just to tell you, just to let everyone know how disastrous it was, when I explained what she was doing, her husband turned to her and said, what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? And she said, I had no idea that I was doing it. I didn't know that it was happening. And I had to say, listen, almost no one knows about this. So don't get on her. It, it, it's okay. I'm not, it's not, it's not okay, but it is what it is. You can fix it from this point on, but yeah, don't blame her because no one talks about this. So let's talk about, let's talk about right. the contributions to the TSP. There are some people who aren't contributing anything to the TSP. They're, they're very few and far between. Cassie, what would you say to those people? At least contribute the 5% because when you're not contributing anything and you have that TSP open, then the government is still automatically putting in 1% in traditional money. So you have the TSP there. It's already it's established there. for you most of the time, unless you completely you know, opt out of the TSP altogether, which would be crazy to be honest, for anybody to completely opt out of the TSP because the government gives you at least 5% of free money. I mean, it's not free. You do pay taxes on it eventually, but 
there's gains right. and there's earnings that can be taken advantage of throughout the career to where even the taxes on that money that the government gives you are vastly outweighed by how much you can potentially have by the time retirement happens, right? Yes. And so if the government is matching up to 5% of your TSP contributions, I would strongly encourage anybody to at least do that. Of course, we're not financial professionals. We're not here to tell you what right. to do. Um, we're not licensed to tell you that you have to or that you whatever, right? Um, but if I were in the TSP, I would at least do the 5% to take advantage of the match because that's just it's, extra money in retirement. Money, right. <laughs> yeah. And so so some people. They'll automatically get the 1% from the government. Right. But they're not contributing anything. So they'll still have a, a little bit in the TSP, but they're not going to have a lot of it, which they would have otherwise right. and, if they were contributing. And the and the matching it from one to five percent isn't if you put in two percent you get two percent match if you put in three percent you get three percent but it isn't like that it's it's a bit under and I don't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head but it is a bit under until you hit five percent and then it's a full five percent yeah you, so it's actually for the first three percent it's dollar for dollar so you get okay you know, if you're getting one percent they're going to contribute one percent two percent three percent and so on. But obviously the automatic 1% is already there. And so if the employee is contributing 3%, the government's actually putting in 4%. Okay, that's what it is, okay. However, the last 2%, it's only 50 cents on the dollar. Gotcha. So it's 50%, 50% for the last 2%, but it all totals the 5%. But that's, I think, to get people to try and contribute yeah. up to 5%, because if you're contributing up to 5%, for your TSP contributions, then you're at least getting the, you're maximizing the government match, mm -hmm. right? And getting mm -hmm. as much of that, we'll say free money mm -hmm. that the government is willing to give their employees for contributing up to a certain percentage. So there are some people out there that are contributing 1%, some people that are contributing 3% because when they were hired, that's what they were put in and they haven't touched it. But now when they're hired, when someone is hired now, so it used to be, if I remember correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, that for example, they'd come in, they do an automatic 3% and put it in the G fund. Now it's 5% in the L fund, but which L fund? It's whichever L fund would match their eligibility for retirement. So it's not a specific L fund, but it's whichever one is projected to meet their, their retirement because obviously those are the investment mi mixes that they have and what, what the L fund is actually strategized for is to you know have that risk later and then it gets safer and safer over time until you retire. Okay. Right, but it's it's just an investment of the five core funds, the G, F, C, S, and I funds. Yep. Um, but the <clears throat> investment mix percentages change every quarter based on somebody becoming closer to retirement. And so, if I'm you know going to be sixty at in twenty fifty, um, because that's when 
then that's the L fund they'll put you in because that's when you're eligible for retirement. Um, and then it will just automatically change over time. So that um, is kind of a set it and forget it strategy where yes. you put it in or you don't even put it in. You're letting the government and and the this is one of the things that I uh, in the workshops we talk about is how do you control your retirement? Not the government control your retirement, but you control. Uh, well, you being the TSP holder, right? You. So how do you control it? control your retirement but if you just let the if you just let the government automatically put in the three or five percent and you do the matching and it's in whatever fund that it was in and you just leave it there then you're letting the government control your retirement and that's right uh that's you know what uh, overall again because we are not licensed right we're, we're not we're not giving advice I'm not going to say that's good or bad, but I'll say the, the principle of letting the government control your retirement, that's not a great idea. Let's just say that. It's scary. Let's just say uh, they're having a hard time controlling the country, so I wouldn't really bank it on <laughs> them controlling your retirement. They really don't. The last thing on their right? minds really is your retirements. They're working on some other things right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, they got some bigger fish to fry, right? Um, yeah. So I would strongly encourage you to take ownership of your own retirement, right? Especially if you want it to last and be there, and you know, meet the goals and everything else that you that you have for retirement. Kind of so in order to do that, obviously, we encourage talking to a financial professional who understands the federal benefits because they're going to give you the advice and say, okay, this is what you need to do based on your situation. They're not just looking at your government benefits. They're not looking at just your outside accounts. They're combining all of that looking together everything, and right. looking at the big picture and saying, this is what's going to be best for you based on your personal situation, Yep. right? They're going to take into account everything, your family history, your, you know, what you got going on when you're going to be retiring, what your goals and aspirations are for retirement, whatever that looks like. They're going to say, this is what's best to do for the retirement benefits. This is what's best to do over here. And you can choose, obviously, if that's what you feel is best or not. But at least have a second set of eyes, even if you have retired. And you want to make sure that what you're doing is is okay. What right. you're going to do in, in you know, what you have planned is going to be the best for your situation. That's okay, too. And it doesn't matter even if you've just started in the government how to maximize those benefits and take advantage of them while you can to set yourself up for the best future. Right. And so all those scenarios, I don't care, you know, when you started or, or whatever, strongly encourage you to, to talk to a financial professional who understands the federal benefits so they can really help you strategize um, everything that you need to, to set you up. Right. Great for retirement. Because but, one of the one of when we talk about the TSP in the workshops, one of the biggest questions I have is where do I put my money, right? GFCS and I five thousand mutual funds. Where do I put my money? Rarely do people say how much money should I be putting in. That's a completely different discussion. It's along the same lines, but it needs to be talked about. And most people are just saying, well, I'll put this amount in, and they just guess at an amount. Well. That's not good either. 
we should have goals that should be saying, okay, we're going to put this in, you know, is it the 5% and get the 5% match? Or do I need to go to the next level, which is the 23,500, 23,500, 23,500. Yeah. For regular contributions, yeah. Right. For regular contributions, 23,500. Do I put that in or do I go all the way? I should say that that's the maximizing if you're under 50, because now they've got the and then over yeah. 50, then it's the spillover method. It's not called catch up contributions anymore. Okay. Um, so if you're under 50, you can maximize the dollar amount because that's actually something I was just going to say is sometimes people don't even put in, put in a percentage. They just put in a dollar TSP. amount. It's a flat dollar amount. Right. 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 And so if that's the situation, then they might still be meeting that, tw- uh, five percent or but if it's under the government's going to give you that automatic one percent and then they're going to match the dollar amount so they won't go up to the percentage necessarily they'll match the dollar amount um until obviously it goes over right three percent whatever but um yeah there is also a dollar amount that you can contribute to the tsp again under 50 that's twenty three thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. That maximizes. Make sure that you get that five percent of whatever your annual salary is. Plus, you get to take advantage of all of the gains and and everything that you can make within the TSP. Assuming there are gains. Yes, and then if you're over fifty, right? Then it's thirty thousand total because it's seventy five an extra seventy five hundred that can be. Um, included in the TSP contributions. Yep. So a question I get, uh, I I don't want to say a lot, but I do get this question, is can I contribute to my TSP and maybe an IRA at the same time? What do you think? Do you know the answer to that one? Well, the answer is yes, if you're not maximizing that 30,000, right? Because I believe it aggregates with other investment options. Actually, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't? No. Oh. So, so someone could put it. So obviously, you know, if you can't do like another 401k, you can't do another one because you're contributing to the TSP and that's your job. And so the 401k is under an employer. But if you have a Roth IRA, then you can also contribute like some, well, I don't know what the limit is. I don't remember off the top of my head, but like 7,500 to that as well. So to a reg, so you're right to a regular IRA, you can't, but to a regular Roth, you can. Did I say that correctly? I think I did. Right. So we hadn't really got into the traditional Roth. Roth. So right. Right. <laughs> because I get this, I get another question where, or a water cooler myth or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, where people think that they have to contribute 5% to, to the traditional side in order to get the match. Right. And that's simply not the case either. You can Correct. contribute either to the Roth or to to the traditional, it doesn't matter where your contributions are going. The government will still contribute their portion as long as you're contributing into the TSP. doesn't matter which side of the account that it's on. However, the government match 
will only go to to the traditional side because the government is not going to pay taxes on their money. Right. They want you to pay them. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I have to give a little caveat here. Cassie, you and I know federal benefits really well, right? This is this is what we do. This is this is our life. This is this we know federal benefits. When it comes to 401k, it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing. It actually has different rules. When it comes to IRA, it's the same thing, right? No, it's it is a different thing. And so they have even different rules than a 401k and a and the TSP. So yeah. us saying, you know, can you contribute to all these things? You again check with a financial professional just to make sure that you can, because again, we know the rules for the TSP inside and out. We're great with that. But when it comes to adding other stuff in there, um, we want to make sure that you're doing what's right. And by the way, the laws change. And we yes. when it when it comes to 401ks and IRAs, we're, we don't always keep up on all of that because it's not federal benefits specifically. So just make yeah. sure that that you're getting the latest, greatest information when it comes to, and, and to your point earlier, Cassie, take a look at not just the government benefits, but all of your benefits combined, put them into a package. Can you contribute here? Can you contribute here? What can you do? What tax advantages can you take advantage of if you, if you do that? There's a lot of things you can do. We're just gonna focus on the, the federal piece of this. Yeah, and that's why we feel, that's why we work with the financial professionals that we work with. Right. And I, when I'm talking with somebody, uh, an advisor, then I always tell them, you know, let me do the federal benefits and that way you can do what you do best and focus on those other solutions that you can provide to your clients. Because uh, when we work together, though, then we can really get the best of both worlds and make sure that the client is fully supported in whatever they choose to do moving forward. But to make sure that there's definitely an understanding on these benefits to so that way the employees can make the best decisions coming from a point of knowledge rather than just being like, oh, okay, well, I have this outside life insurance, so now I need to cancel my Fagley. Oh, wait, my life insurance is a term <laughs> policy and now it's over at age 70 and I'm 75 and I no, no longer have life insurance and I might still need life insurance, right? right. We don't want those sorts of things happening or your spouse not being able to continue in their health benefits, um, right? All there's there's so many different things, but this is why it's so important to talk with somebody who understands the federal benefits and, yeah. um, you know, the the assets and the life insurance and everything else to really guide somebody's retirement to be the best that it can be. So good. This is why we partner with those types of people, and we're not just educating employees on our own or making sure that you know uh that the the employees understand because it's more than just the employee that needs the information yep. you've got to have somebody at that next level to really make sure you can make your retirement great so back to the tsp tsp so um, we've already talked about the max that you can really put into the tsp as long yes. as you're 50 and older is fifty thousand. or 30, sorry thirty thousand. my bad 23, yeah. 5, and 7, 5. 30,000, or 6, 5, 7, 5, 20, 22, 5, 23, 5. Boy, you know what? Last year it changed, and now my numbers are all getting mixed up in my head. 30,000 yeah. maximum. Yes. And so um, the other thing, though, is that employees, 
will over contribute to their TSP and not get the match as well. Yeah, so let's talk about this. Isn't that weird that you can actually over contribute and not get the full match? Now, this is what Absolutely. happened to the lady in Austin that I was talking about. So why don't you explain how you can over contribute? Yeah, so if you're contributing more than the 30,000 on a per pay period level, okay? So you're contributing, uh, I think it's like 11, $1,154, I think is about the max per pay period because you got to spread it over over 26 pay periods for normal uh, federal oh, employees. Yes. I know some federal yeah. employees have a 12 um, pay period years. They get paid monthly. And so you want to divide that maximum amount by 12 um, rather than 26. Mm -hmm. So take that maximum amount divided by obviously the number of pay periods. And then you get that amount that you can contribute to make sure that you're maxing per pay period without taking away by the end of the year. And so some people will contribute 1500 or 2000 per pay period, or sometimes even more. And then what happens is so much is going into the TSP on the front end and that's all well and good. And they can, they can do that because they're not, it's not capped to a certain dollar amount per pay period. It's right. just capped to an annual limit. But then by say halfway through the year at pay period 13, they've maxed out the annual benefit for the TSP. And now they they can't contribute anymore. And so what happens is TSP cuts them off, payroll cuts them off. Their, their contributions are not happening into the TSP, even though they've set that dollar amount because they've reached the max, they automatically stop. Right. When they stop, so does the government match. Right. Except for the automatic 1%. So they'll still get that 1%. So something's going in there, but it might be like $50. It's definitely not the thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars that the max might be, depending on what that salary looks like. So we really want to make sure that if you're able to take advantage of that 5% max, that you're not over contributing and missing out on that extra 4% on a pay period basis. So to give a little bit more detail into the story that I mentioned earlier, this woman sitting on the front row, she said, wait, are you telling me that I don't, I, I max out every year in September and have from, from the beginning because my husband worked and so we could put it away extra and that was good. So <clears throat> I was maxing out in September. Do you mean from September on, I'm not getting a match and have never received a match since then? And my answer was, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. And so she missed, so it's not 5%. And that's that's one thing that I think a lot of people misunderstand is it's not 5%, it's 5% per pay period. So if you put in the full max early, you didn't get the full 5%. It has to be per right. pay period. So she got up to September, which let's say is three and a half percent total and then stopped and was done. And that's all she got. And and that happened year after year after year after year. And she was, when she came to the workshop, she was about to retire. She, I think if I remember correctly, she was going to retire the next year. And so she she missed out on all that. And that's, that's one thing that 
I, uh, I, 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 I want to say I'm sad about is that so many rumors are out there and, or this, you know, people say this is how it's done. You get a 5% match. Well, then I'm going to do this. And, and it's not only this rule, but it's a lot of other rules with federal retirement benefits that they say, okay, that's how it works. And they just do it for years. And then they come to one of our workshops and go, and, and they say, wait a minute, that's not how it works. And I've been doing this the whole time. Yeah, that's why it's important to learn about it now that's right. so that you don't have these issues so you can figure it out. So that's why we love myth busting. That's one of the myths that uh, that, that that we bust right there is that 5% that you just get a 5%. Well, no, not in all circumstances you don't. Now, what, well, you, what, what is it that you say in your workshop? It depends. It depends. That's right. <laughs> it depends every single time. And so how do you have that conversation with someone who says, wait, I haven't received a 5% match. I'm not getting that. I mean, it's more like just a, yeah, let's fix it now. But I hate to say it, but yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I so. mean, sometimes it's it, we're stuck being the bearers of bad news and that's not the fun part of our job. No. But if we can help build that awareness to folks now and make sure that they have the information to really come to that point of knowledge and fix whatever is going on moving forward. That's our, that is our goal and why we do these videos for you guys. And so please like, subscribe, comment below, uh, come to the five fed, gosh, fed pilot workshops <laughs> and <laughs> uh, let us do some more myth busting for you and help help you guys get on the right track for retirement. Absolutely. We'll see you at the workshops. Take care, everyone. Thanks for coming.